John chapter 10, verse number 11. And I love this. And do you love your Bible? <laughs> do you really love your Bible? You, you, when, you, when you open up the pages of God's Word and it just seemed to penetrate your mind and you just fall in love with it. I fell in love with this passage. Verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd who's on the sheep or not see that the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth them. The hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to touch our hearts and hope and minds, Lord, that we see the things that we need to see. Lord, I, 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 you, no man knows the day nor hour, but Lord, you've given us scripture after scripture to prepare ourselves for the return of Christ. And Lord, we need to look at it and look at the world today and say it's comparing to what Christ had said, these things shall come to pass. And we see it today. Help us to be what we need to be. Help us to stand in this lost, dying world and be a beacon of light for those who are searching, for those who are needing. And Father, we'll praise you. We'll glorify you. We'll give you the honor in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We, we've been looking at the I am that Jesus said in John chapter 6. He said, I am the bread of life. Now, we cannot live without bread. Amen. In John chapter 8, he, he, he said, I am the light of the world. Thank God for the light of the world. In John chapter 10, verse number 9, he said, I am the door. You cannot get to heaven no other way. You can't get to heaven by many ways. Uh, there's not works can get you to heaven. There's not many uh, false gods can get you to heaven. Jesus said, I am the door. No man hath come to the Father except by me. Here he makes the statement in verse 11 and verse 13. I am the good shepherd. I want to say tonight he is the good shepherd. He has been the good shepherd. He will always be the good shepherd. The great I am. I want you to see something on the way to the message. And it's going to be real brief. And I, I try to get to it as fast as I can to give you help. And we see in the scriptures what we just read. Uh, we see the adversary uh, that he talks about. In verse number 12 he calls him the thief. Uh, the thief cometh. Not but for to steal and kill. In verse 12, Jesus calls him a hireling. And now he's not the shepherd. And then in verse number 12, he call, talks about the wolf. And how he seeth the wolf scattering. And he mentions the hireling again in verse number 13. 
Jesus mentions the adversaries, and even Jesus had adversaries in his day, and if Jesus had adversaries in his day, then we're going to have adversaries in our day today. If you notice in the text, the adversaries of the sheep are adversaries of the shepherd tonight. The Bible said, if God be for us, who could be against us? But I want to tell you something else. If they're against us, then they're against him. They're against him. We, we see the agenda of the adversaries. The Bible talks about how they come to steal and kill, to catch and devour. We notice their, their attitudes. They care not for the sheep. Can I tell you, the world doesn't care about us. Even our own flesh doesn't care about us. The devil doesn't care about you. But he's not the shepherd. He doesn't run the shepherd off. Notice verse 10, it said, The thief cometh, but notice he said, I am come. He said the adversary, the thief has come, but don't worry about it. Don't get upset about it. Don't worry about the adversaries that's coming against you because I have come. And I'm telling you what, when he says I have come, I'll stand right beside him and say, hey, nothing formed, no weapon has been formed that can come against me. Nothing can run this shepherd off. Verse 10, he said, the thief had come. But notice he said, I have come. I, I'm glad every time the thief is here, the shepherd is here too. He said in verse 12, he seeth the wolf coming. Can I tell you, this wolf is a sly one. He comes in under radar, sheep's clothing. He, he, he tries to get in and, and scatter the sheep, put out false doctrine, false words. He wants to get you upset that you leave. But I, I'm so glad the shepherd sees the wolf coming. I'm so glad the shepherd recognized the wolf. We may not see him. It may take us a while to figure out what's going on. But the shepherd knows who the wolves is. The shepherd knows who the hireling is. Then he said in verse 13, the hireling that fleeth. I am glad there is somebody that's there to run the wolves off, there to run the hirelings off, and there's somebody there will take care of the sheep. He's not going anywhere. He's the good shepherd tonight. Let me give you three things real quick about this shepherd. The statement of the shepherd. In verse 11, verse 14, Jesus makes this statement. I am the good shepherd. Now what about that? What's, what is, what's so important about that statement? That, that gets our attention. I think you would have to admit with me there are some passages in the scriptures and there are some statements in the scriptures that when you read them, they cause you to stop and pause just for a moment to take notice of what's been said. 
And this would be one of the statements that would cause you to just stop for a moment. I think it's a powerful statement. While all the Word of God is powerful, Jesus makes a powerful statement by saying here, I am the good shepherd. You may say, what's so powerful about that because uh, uh, what's, what's surrounding it? He is surrounded by the thieves. He is surrounded by the harlings. He is surrounded by the wolves. Yet it does not hinder him. It does not prevent him. It still has the power. Jesus said in Matthew 28, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. It doesn't matter how many thieves come at you. It doesn't matter how many wolves come at you. God still has the power to overcome the hirelings and the wolves. They've got no more power than him. They're less powerful. Now don't get me wrong, the thieves have power and the wolves have power, but there's no great power than that of the good shepherd. So what's a pow- that's a powerful statement he makes. It's a personal statement. Get this, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. It takes it upon himself to care for you and for me. I am glad the God we serve, he is a personal God. Not some statistic in heaven, uh, but God works with me on a personal manner. He, he is a personal shepherd. It is a personal statement that God is a, is a personal to each and every one of us. Thank God is the presence of the statement. He didn't say I was, but he says I am. The good shepherd. I was not great. I am great. He's the great I am. He was the great I am yesterday, today, and forever. It's not changing. He is on time God. The presence of God. He's an all-powerful God. He's an ever-present God. I want to say this statement in a positive statement. When I read that statement, I am the good shepherd, it encourages my heart. It brings cheer to my soul. It lifts up my spirit. The psalmist said in, 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 the, in uh, the later of the, in the lifter of my head, David said, the lifter of my head. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou art my rod, my staff, who comfort me. Thou prepares the table for me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Can I tell you tonight, my cup is running over? I have told you at the beginning of this year, I'm not letting anybody rob me of my joy. I'm not going to let anybody take the peace of God from my heart. I'm just going to let God flood me. I want my cup to run over. I want things to happen. I'd like to see God move in this church and just flood this church and run all over everybody in here. When I talk about the presence of God and the goodness of God, I cannot help but get excited. The mercy of God. 
the love of God, the Word of God, the saints of God, the church of the living God. It's such a positive statement. It ought to bring you joy. It ought to lift your head up knowing that He said, I am the good shepherd. You know, as a Christian, we should never live in the realm of negativity. We got so much to look forward to. If you think about it here and now, if you get your mind set on what the world's doing, you'll never get your eyes lifted up to Jesus. That's the problem with the church today. We've got our heads hanging down looking at the ground and we can't find anything positive to think about it. But I'm just telling you what, just lift up your head and think about Jesus dying on the cross of Calvary, shedding his blood and getting up on the third day. If that don't get you excited, if that don't get joy in your heart, something wrong with you. Get your head up and start looking because God's got something great for us. What did Paul say in the prison cell? He was beaten. They wanted to kill him. He was stoned. Paul, what are you going to do? How about that, Paul? You're being beaten. You're in jail. You're not getting out. Paul said, I reckon he must have been from southern Jerusalem. I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us all. Paul had a positive attitude no matter what he was going through, no matter what he was facing. God didn't, uh, Paul didn't let it get him worried down and worried about it. Uh, I imagine every time he threw him in a new cell, he tried to make friends with everybody there. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. I just want to tell you about my Jesus. And probably people just heard it over and over. Even the jealous start here. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He had a positive attitude. And we need to grab a hold of that positive attitude today. I may be going through this. I may be facing this. I may be even facing death. But hey, let me tell you about my Jesus. We sit around so many times going, oh, woe is me. <laughs> you don't know what I'm facing. I don't care what you are facing. I know who faces it with you. And if you don't know that, you've got problems. The shepherd's statement is a practical statement. Jesus could have claimed to be a lot of things, and he could have. But what he claims was on a personal and a practical level for you and I. In, in, in other words, it's something that everybody could identify with. You realize the job of the shepherd was deemed to be the, to the youngest of the children of the household? David. He was the youngest. Where was David? When they, God sent him uh, to uh, anoint the king, and all of them prayed it before me. He said, That ain't it. Where's it? You got another one? Yeah, oh, David's out in the field out there watching sheep. He said, Well, we'll stand right here until you get him here. He said, We'll sit down away. He said, No, we'll stand right here. The youngest one, it, it, was, it was deemed as a job that anybody could do, that anybody wanted to do it. It was looked at as to be the lowest of the jobs of jobs. 
There has been a lot of shepherds in Jesus' days. But there is only one that could claim to be the good shepherd. That was Jesus. See the statement of the shepherd. Then we see the sacrifice of the shepherd in verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. The shepherd's not just good, but thank God he's giving. He's giving something in the verse. The psalmist said, for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all. I, can I say this? Shepherd is a good He's a personal shepherd. Because of that, he gives tonight. And I'm glad he gives tonight. The good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. Can I say, thank God that he gave his life for you and I. Thank God he claimed to be our shepherd. And if you know him again, if you're born again, and you're washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, he is your shepherd. And he says, I am the good shepherd. And he said, I will do this for you. He's giving something to every one of us. There's a sacrifice that God gave. God gave his son, and his son gave his life. And we were not worthy. We were not worthy. But it was a sacrifice that God gave us. I love these verses. The good shepherd doesn't sacrifice one sheep for the other sheep. Can I say that? He gives his own life for the sheep. God gave his life, Romans 5, 8. But God commended his love toward us. And yet while we were sinners, Christ died for us. I'm glad Jesus loves me tonight. I know this because the Bible tells me so. And, and, and what the Bible tells me is that Jesus is that he gave his life for you and I. I'm glad there's a gospel message. There, there's the good news from a far country. And that the shepherd gave his life for the sheep, not only what he gives, notice what he, he, he gives it for. The Bible said he gave his life for the sheep, and Jesus just didn't give his life for the sheep of Israel. He gave his life for the lost sheep also. In verse 16, Jesus talks about the other sheep. He said, uh, Jesus talked about the other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Israel was a lost sheep of the house of Israel. Those of the Gentile nation, what you and I are for, we are the other sheep. We are the other sheep. Jesus gave his life for all, not just some. He gave it for everyone. It doesn't matter what skin color, what background you come from, what do you believe, he, 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 what have you done, where you came from. Jesus gave his life for all. And if Jesus, oh my goodness, if Jesus can give his life for all, that, that's, it, that's not uh, just some, not the rich, but gave his life for all, then you and I ought to look at the same thing. If Christ loved everybody the same way, then why can't we love everybody the same way? 
Why can't we look at him? Jesus looked at him. If Jesus saw me, he said, boy, that's a dirty, rotten, stinking scoundrel. He is not fit. He's a sinner. He's a liar. He's a dirty bag. He's not worthy of me dying for him. But he did. He said, there's something inside of you that I want to grab a hold of. And that's your soul. He died for everybody's soul. And Jesus died for all, not just some, but everybody that will come to him. We see the devotions in verse number 13. The hiring fleeth because he's hiring. Jesus said, hey, when it, when it gets hot, they're going to run. Listen to me. The devil is not your friend. The world doesn't play fair. Your own flesh doesn't care about your soul. But there's a God in heaven. There is a shepherd that, thank God, his name is Jesus Christ, died for you and I because he loved you and I. He cares for you. He gave his life for you. Don't ever, don't, don't ever get used to the fact that Christ died for you. Don't ever get used to the fact that God raised him on the third day. Don't ever get used to that. Because as soon as you start getting used to that, you're going to lose sight. Make sure every day you remember what sacrifice Christ made for you and I. He died. He, he could have came down off of that cross. They could not have taken his life. But he says, I do this for the sheep. Don't ever get used to the fact that he died for you. Don't ever get used to the fact that he rose on the third day. We see the security of the shepherd in verse 14. Jesus comes back and makes this statement again just in case that they didn't hear it the first time when he said it. You know, a lot of times we, we're the same way. When Jesus tells us something, we don't catch it the first time. He has to remind us again. And that's what he does in verse number 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. I'm so glad of that. I'm so glad of that. And I'm known of mine. Jesus identifies with the sheep. Can I say if you know the shepherd, the shepherd knows you. Amen. I, I'm glad that I know him. And I'm glad that he knows me. It's one, to, it's one thing to say, I, I, I know God. And I'm glad that I know him. But it's another thing to say, is God knows me. God knows me. But it's one thing to say, I, I know God. I know the good shepherd. But it's another entirely different thing that when the shepherd says, I know mine. Thank God he knows me. If you're saved tonight, you know Jesus Christ in a personal manner. If you open up the book and start reading the Bible, you'll connect with him. When you hear the preaching of the Word of God, you'll connect with Him. And when you get around saints of God, you'll connect Him. When you get to the house of God, you'll connect with Him.
when the Spirit of God passes by, you'll connect with him. I got connected to him on the day I got saved, and I'm still connected. I get connected in the singing. I get connected in the preaching. I get connected in the house of God. I get connected around the saints of God. I, I just keep getting connected every day. You know what? You can be raised in all the church all your life. You've heard the preaching. You carried your Bible. You dressed the part. You know the part. You may know everybody in the church. You may know every song that is sung and still not be connected. Still not be connected. Isn't it amazing after you get saved, you may have been taught the Bible. But you really don't know the Bible until you're connected with the shepherd. You open your Bible and start reading and the shepherd will speak to you. You ever had the Bible speak to you? You're connected to the shepherd. A lost man can read this Bible all day long and never get nothing out of it. He, 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 it doesn't move him. It doesn't do anything for him because he don't, he's not connected to the author. But if you're connected to the author, when you start reading, then you start, he starts speaking to you. You say, hey, I've got connected. Because you know the good shepherd. Jesus gives an illustration in verse number 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so now I the Father. Jesus, don't worry about the Father. There, there are those that believe Jesus only. Jesus prayed to himself in the garden. Of no, Jesus prayed to the Father. Don't, don't worry about it because you don't know the Father. You know me. And I know him. And he knows me. And if he knows me and I know you, then he knows you. Amen. See how that works. Don't, don't get so upset that you don't know the Father. Jesus, Jesus told him, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Amen. Amen. Now, we haven't seen him with a physical eye or anything, but we have the, the Spirit of God in us, then God still sees us through the eyes of Christ. Amen. And can I say this? And I, I you know, I know we all worship in different ways. Amen. There, there's some that shout it down, run it down, get out there. Some go. <laughs> I didn't want to look your way. <laughs> and I understand that. I get that. I do, because I used to be the one in the back. <laughs> I was in the church one time, and two old ladies sitting in front of me, and I'm sitting back, I'm just listening away, and all of a sudden they jumped up, bobby pins started flying out everywhere, and I like ducking, dodging, and they were screaming and whooping and hollering and everything out, and they said, Whee! 
I didn't know if I had to do that or not. <laughs> First time I've been in that church. Then they got up and started running and jumping and shouting and all the things. I ain't getting up running and shouting. I ain't doing that. Then I looked up there and they're bringing some box out on the pulpit up there and like, what the, what the, what? And I opened up that snake and that snake come crawling out. <laughs> I was out the front floor before they could even get anywhere. Everybody worships different. But let me say this, with all the love in my heart, if Jesus is on the inside of you, he's going to pop out somewhere in outside of you, amen? Uh, and I'm, I'm telling you, if you got the Spirit of God inside of you uh, and you get excited, uh, I don't know how you can sit there on your hands and not raise your hand and just say, praise God. If God's on the inside of you, he's going to pop out on the outside of you somewhere. Amen. Don't worry about the Father. You see me, you see the Father. The importance of what he said. And I lay down my life for the sheep. It's an important statement tonight. The security we have is not in ourselves. It's in the fact that the shepherd laid down his life for you and I. I'm saved. Why am I saved? Because he died. Because he rose on the third day. I, I'm not saved because of my words. I'm not saved uh, because of my prayers. And don't get me wrong, you ought to pray. The Bible said you ought to pray. Jesus said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the grave, thou shalt be saved. You ought to pray, but prayers do not save you. It's the fact that he laid down his life for you and I. Jesus could have prayed on the cross, but he didn't. He came off that cross. The Bible says salvation is in the Lord. It's not in me. It's not in you. In this text, it's an important statement. Don't trust what you do, but trust what Christ did at Calvary. I'm telling you, Calvary in itself is not sufficient for salvation. It's not efficient enough to save you. Then if it's not, then there's no sufficiency in salvation whatsoever. The salvation's in the Lord. It's in what the Lord done at Calvary. You must ask for salvation in order to receive it. And I'm not working to be saved. I'm not working for salvation. The work was done at Calvary. Jesus done it all. All I have to do is ask Him. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. All I got to do is come to Him. Why? Because He's the good shepherd. You see the intentions, verse 16. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold 
and one shepherd. You know what happened at Calvary? The wall of partition was broken down between the Jews and Gentiles, between heaven and earth. It made a way for everyone to be saved. Doesn't matter what you've done or where you're from. It's all about Christ and Calvary and the saving grace of Jesus that saved you. Jesus said, I'll save anyone if they just come. He's the same shepherd tonight as he was on that day. And his intention is still the same, that everyone be saved. We see the inspiration of the shepherd in verse 17. Therefore doeth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. Verse 18, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. The security of salvation is not within ourselves, but it's in the Him. The power of the resurrection is sealed with salvation. It was finished at Calvary. Thank God He got up three days later. He rose from the dead. And thank God He said at the cross of Calvary, He didn't say, I was finished. He said, it was finished. I'm so glad it was finished. David said, he is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Are you leaning on him? Are you calling on him? Do you hear his voice? Do you know him and does he know you tonight? He is the good shepherd. And we ought to just praise him for that, the good shepherd. Amen.